I think uh, no matter how welcome you you're made to feel anywhere else, home is home. It's like growing roots, I would say. <laughs> you grow roots in a place, and you know you kind of strengthen the uh, bonds there. You can never take a buy versus rent house decision in India without emotions. I've always led a nomadic life. Dad was in the Air Force. Putting roots to a place and making it your own um, kind of came naturally. Real estate is a tough asset class and takes a lot from you and it's heavily concentrated with low liquidities. Do the math, it works like magic. Of course, not always, but more often than not. Picture the caves of our ancestors. The place they'd return to after their tiring day of hunting. Place where they'd take shelter during harsh weather to protect themselves from predators. That's probably where the concept of home began. Over time, it became more than just a place to hide from rain or wild animals. Our homes were no longer structures of stone and wood used for shelter. But instead, our homes became symbols of status of community, of personal and cultural identity. They became extensions of ourselves, reflections of our dreams and aspirations. The cave was replaced by huts, huts by houses, and houses by apartments and mansions. But amidst this architectural evolution, the emotional essence of home remained constant. The space within those walls became the canvas on which we painted our lives. Families were raised, stories were woven, and memories were etched into every brick and beam. However, when we talk about homes, one fiery debate constantly sparks up. A discussion that gets hearts racing and voices rising around dinner tables and family gatherings. It's the age-old question that has divided many. To own or to rent a home? We'll dig deeper into this topic today. Welcome to Temperament by One Finance. In this show, we explore how our emotions and psychological biases affect the way we handle our money. Our aim is to help you avoid costly mistakes and make smarter financial decisions. I'm your host, Ashish Chavla, and in this first episode of Temperament by One Finance, we'll be diving into the emotional aspects of owning a home. The question of buying versus renting is not just a financial decision, but an emotional one. It's a choice that should be made not just with our wallets, but also with an understanding of our innate human instincts and the feelings they stir within us. My friends Ishita and Manav are in their 40s. They live in a swanky condo which they bought a few years back in Gurgaon. The condo must have easily costed them a few crores. Ishita, a seasoned chartered accountant, leads a thriving audit firm with great success. Meanwhile, Manav, an esteemed alumnus of IIM Bangalore, holds the leadership position of finance director at Ericsson India. In short, they're doing pretty well for themselves. I was curious to understand their viewpoint on what home means to them. Our comfort zone, our happy place. It's our world. <laughs> it's a place, you know, when you, you have a long, tiring day, you, you can just come back and relax. I think... Uh, no matter how welcome you're, you're made to feel anywhere else, home is home. Home is, you know, you just come home, you relax, 
and you're at peace. That 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 would be the place that I would call home. Comfort and peace. Those things, two things really come to my mind. I very strongly feel that Indians are very sentimental. So, uh, you know, your own house is uh, quintessentially built in your DNA. It is evident that home holds a special significance for Ishita and Manav. Their words painted a picture of comfort and peace, a place where they could truly be themselves. But what kind of conversations did they have when they were planning to buy this house? The conversation was never that, you know, whether to have a house or whether to rent it out. We were very clear that we want to own a house because that checks off an item from our bucket list. The conversations mainly revolved around as to which house to buy, where to buy, when to buy. So those were the conversations. We were never in our uh, heads doubtful that we are going to buy the house. That was the one thing which was always a given. We were not really thinking in the financial terms of the word that, you know, how financially um, feasible this decision should be. But it was more like a, you know, a, a decision of heart that we have to go and live in our own house. Ishita and Manav gave us an honest, heartfelt look at the joys of home ownership. For them, it wasn't about the financial aspects. It was an emotional decision, a yearning for a space to call their own. Fascinating, isn't it? As we explore the topic further, I'd like to introduce someone who is followed by millions. Ankur Variku. Ankur is an entrepreneur and a renowned content creator who often emphasizes the importance of being objective and financially aware when making life's choices. Ankur provides valuable insights into the emotional aspects that can greatly influence our decisions. Ankur too bought his house in 2020. His love for his home, his connection with it, it's captivating. Let's delve deeper into his story. No, I think the time was absolutely perfect. I, I believe that I'm more emotionally attached to this house because we happened to move in on the 1st of Jan 2020 and then in three months, COVID happened and we were locked up in that house for several months. And I think that that time was very, was just a wonderful time where the family was together. It was big enough that we had our separate spaces and yet it was ours where we could just gather and cook our own meals, wash our own utensils, play our own board games and do whatever we had to. Uh, so we just fell in love with the house and the space that we had and the expanse, the sunlight and everything. So it just became emotionally a lot more than what it would have been perhaps any other place. And I think the, the big reason is that you just feel it's your own, so you make structural changes. Ankur hit the nail on the head, the feeling of ownership. For a lot of us, it could be frustrating when we can't put our personal touch on a rented place. And there's Ankur, pouring his heart into his home, making it his own. Hear him talk about that library of his, which serves as a background for his social media videos. I always wanted a library. And the best thing that could happen was a bookshelf. In our place, we have taken out an entire Almira section and made that into a library. And so it's, it's part of the structure now. It's not something that we move around. And no, it's just wonderful to have these things because you know you can do it because of your house. More often than not, we don't make that big decision of buying a home in a vacuum. There's always that societal pressure, that gentle or not-so-gentle nudge from our parents or peers. While owning a home feels like the default choice for many, I wanted to explore the other side of the coin. I spoke with two close friends of mine, Mayuri and Rishi, a well-settled couple again in their 40s 
have chosen the path of renting. Notably, both Mayuri and Rishi are accomplished chartered accountants. Mayuri has previously served as the head of financial planning and analysis at OLX, while Rishi is the co-founder of LoanFrame, a well-funded fintech startup. Both seasoned chartered accountants, their similarities with Ishita and Manav are striking. Yet, they have steered their ship in a different direction. They've been navigating their societal and peer pressure waves, all while enjoying their rented apartment. We, I would admit peer pressure and parental pressure exists. It's the norm to do. It's the norm when you're in your early 30s, you do invest in your house. So we have gone house hunting and we reached a point where we have even given the advance for a house within Greenwoods. And um, after long conversations with parents, this, that, and then we developed cold feet. We actually came, we backtracked from that transaction. Uh, and if you ask me, was it... We lost a, money also. We lost money. Uh, thankfully, like, I mean, it wasn't less. It was a decent sum of money. Um, but I think we got cold feet thinking that we won't be free. And uh, somewhere, um, this idea of being free or being able to take decisions, travel the world, put our roots somewhere else, has always been one of our conversations. So somewhere, I think that also plays a, a part. Rishi and Mayuri, like many in their early 30s, wrestled with a familiar societal tug of war, home ownership. Seen as a medal of success, it's that milestone. If you've got your own place by 30, you've made it. But chasing the home ownership dream isn't easy. The fear of losing freedom, real or perceived, can make it daunting. Home ownership, it's a long-term commitment. And that's a big deal. Here's where Rishi and Mayuri's tale takes a bit surprising turn. It wasn't all about craving freedom. There was something more. Something I hadn't thought of. One of the interesting part about Mayuri's thing was that she lived in A4's, A4's life. So every three years she changed her house, like yeah. got into new Just houses. Just to give and... you a number, uh, this is most likely my 26th house. Oh my God. In my life. Oh. <laughs> Not so many years. <laughs> Not so much. For me, to be honest, so uh, we have shifted places. I think most often we have shifted when we wanted a better house. Then I think we've uh, grown into that mindset. Anything, any new house, if we have to set up new place, we look at it with a lot of excitement. For me, I think that is also childhood ingrained. I used to be quite excited when we were like leaving friends, leaving homes and then setting up, going to a new place. Always came with like a childlike happiness. I have to admit, anytime I enter a new house that we are evaluating, uh, I already start planning, like I already envision what would we do. So like this would be my corner, this would be our corner, yeah. this will be mama's room, this will be papa's room. So that way is we, we are, we usually, the pain kind of shifts, dissipates and the excitement kind of sets in. I've got to admit, I didn't see this coming. Normally having to move because of landlord's whims, that's a big downside of renting. But Rishi and Mayuri flipped the script. For them, it was an opportunity, a chance to upgrade their lifestyle, to move to a better place, to enhance their life. After soaking into their emotional take, I figured it was time to crunch some numbers, the financial side of things. And guess what? Their money mindset was totally in sync with their emotions. I was an equity research 
guy as a as working at the fund and we used to invest in stocks so hamara jo basic hota tha ki the portfolio has to be diversified it need to have different sectors different lot of companies and i was always of the diversification mindset and you know when we thought oh we are now putting all our you know savings as down payment and we taking loan and we doing this is for one house you know anything can go wrong you know so i could not even you know get myself to commit all my wealth on a single asset for next 10 years rishi discussed two important points first the importance of diversifying investments instead of relying solely on one option second he expressed concerns about taking a home loan which would commit them to a long period of servicing the loan through monthly emis this got me thinking about manav and ishita the couple who live happily in their own home i couldn't help but wonder how they perceive the weight of a home loan and the prolonged commitment of being tied to emis see fundamentally i think both of us were in agreement with this that uh, if we could afford a house of 100 we try and take something for 120 so we knew the first 2 3 years would actually be a lot of on us but i genuinely am of the belief that once you take the liability and you you are practical and sensible about it you will start paying it off so the first 2 years may have been a bit of a pain but then slowly the loan gets paid off and you are eventually left with an asset that makes you very happy we don't want a situation where uh, you know there is something that we need for the kids school and we say no we can't give this so we didn't we were very clear in our mind that we will only stretch to the extent that we can manage without significantly affecting our lifestyles look to my mind the house is more emotional than a financial decision maybe but uh, you will also have to keep in mind that the money that you pay towards the loan eventually services and gives you an asset at the end of the the loan period while the rent that you're paying it might just be sunk manav touched upon a common argument against renting the belief that rent is money down the drain this notion suggests that when you pay rent you're not building equity or assets like you would when you own a home while rent payments don't directly contribute to long term ownership it's crucial to approach this idea objectively and understand the full picture to shed light on this topic i thought of turning back to ankur variku who could help us break down the numbers and provide a balanced perspective on the rent versus buy debate yeah if you look at it from just a rental perspective of course that's true because you are essentially paying somebody what is never going to be yours um but i think that that's only a parochial or a very limited view of the entire structure when you think about the rent versus buy debate of a house the first disclaimer is i understand in the indian context having a house is a very emotional decision you can never take a buy versus rent house decision in india without emotions please allow some level of objectivity to come in first do the math understand those numbers so rent is not money down the drain it will be at some point of time if the numbers flip but if you were to do it objectively you will see that there are enough in more cases more often than not where rent is actually a smarter way of living your early life before you recognize towards the end of your 30s that you know what i now have both the affordability plus the recognition and awareness of what i specifically want to make that purchase happen now that was a stand quite similar to what rishi and mayuri have taken but eventually ankur did buy his own house that gives him a lot of satisfaction i was curious about the process he followed to think about this decision objectively let's assume that you want to buy a house and you're ready with two parts of it 
One is the down payment that the banks require, which is usually between 20 to 25%. And second is the EMI affordance, which will be for the rest of the amount that you take a loan from. So the understanding or the assumption is that you are able to afford both these two sides. If you're able to afford both these two sides, the comparison then is with going on a rent. The comparison then happens on something called the rental yield. What is a rental yield? The rental yield is the total yearly rental that you pay to rent a place as a function of the total value of the property. So to give you an example, if a house is worth 1 crore and you pay a rent of say 50,000 rupees, you in a year pay 6 lakhs as rent, which over the base of 1 crore makes us 6%. So the rental yield of this math, 6 lakhs yearly rental 1 crore house property is 6%. Surprisingly, the rental yield in most cities in this country are between 1.5 to 3%, which means you have to pay far lesser to rent out a place of far higher value. So the same the rental will be around 15,000 or so because that will be what the average will be. Of course, there are specifics and nuances which are different. What people mistake is, oh, this 10-15,000 rent is going down the drain. But that's the wrong way of thinking about it because you are comparing it to what you would have paid if you were to pay the entire down payment and also afford the EMI. So none of that changes. Sure. So how do you really calculate this then? You calculate that if you were to not make this down payment, because if you are renting a place, you don't have to make a down payment. If you were to park that down payment into an investment, and let's call it a quote-unquote safe investment, let's put it into an index mutual fund, which is considered to be a safer asset in the stock market. So that money grows. Plus, the EMI that you were paying for that loan amount, you pay the rent that you have to, but the extra amount that you still would have paid towards the EMI, you invest that as well. So let's say if the EMI for a 70 lakh loan and EMI for a 25 year period will come to about 60,000 rupees. You're paying a rent of say 30,000 rupees. So you still invest that extra 30,000 that you save in an asset, which again could be an index mutual fund. So what are you essentially doing? You're paying the rent, but you've invested lump sum the down payment you would have made, and you're also investing the extra EMI that you save into an investment. And you do that for a period of time, which could be say 10 to 15 years. By the time you get to about 35, 38, 39, 40, you have clarity over where do you want to settle? How big a house can you afford? Or want basis your family size? And of course, what locality and so on. So you have a far stronger idea that this is the city, this is the locality, this is the colony, this is the society, this is the area and so on. What you've also done is all of these investments that you've made so far can now pay for the entire house down payment. You don't have to take a loan. So what happened is over 15 years, you had a house on your roof, so you were not homeless. You were investing to make sure you could afford a house. Do the math, it works like magic. Of course, not always, but more often than not. So in essence, there is no universal solution that fits everyone's needs. But time and again, we find ourselves following the world blindly. I wanted to understand how our behaviors influence our decisions. To gain insights, I reached out to Prakash Sharma, 
who is the co-founder of 1001 Stories, a Bangalore-based behavioral science consultancy. Prakash has dedicated many years to researching human behaviors and I wanted to hear his take on the common mistakes we generally make on the decision when it comes to buying or renting a house. One of the first of this is FOMO, your fear of missing out, which is when you're looking at the world around you and you're seeing people doing something, people are telling you to do something. There is a good amount of social proof because you're seeing a good number of people doing it. So a good number of people are doing it. It must be a right thing. The reason for that, again, is evolutionary biology. We are social animals. By listening to my group, following the norm, looking at expectations of the group, I've ensured that I survive. Another lens that you want to keep in mind is intertemporal discounting, which is essentially your inability to look at the larger future, far off into your future, and giving into the temptations of present. So you, your, your mind would rather prioritize something amazing and beautiful right now, an instant gratification, over a long-term you know, benefit which you get in the future. This also influences the way you are going to look at the world. You're going to make your decisions, right? The last of it is realizing that your present self and your future self are two different people. I have this friend of mine. He tried out a good amount of startups, made some money, lost some money, had an amazing life. He did not own any vehicles, right? And he would say, uh, renting out makes way more sense you know, than owning a, a house. So my friend got married one and a half years ago. Lovely wedding. Six months after his wedding, he told me, hey, I'm applying for a home loan and I'm actually buying up a house. Now here's the beautiful question. Was my friend wrong all those 10, 15 years when he's talking about freedom and fire and ownership versus renting? Or is my friend wrong now? Or is my friend a hypocrite? Which one is it? If you look at it and try to rush towards a judgment zone, you can call him a hypocrite. But if you take a step back and simply try to understand contextual realities, you will realize he's not a hypocrite because hypocrisy means he was the same person throughout in this time frame. The contextual reality is, the behavioral reality is, he's actually two different persons. The person he was before he is married and the person that he becomes after he is married are two separate realities. These are not the same people. This conversation took me down memory lane, bringing various things to my attention. I realized that movies I once enjoyed during my teenage years no longer evoke the same excitement. And this realization extends beyond just movies. It also applies to friendships, to opinions, to desires and to perspectives. We are constantly evolving. And happiness comes when you understand this human behavior and your own self. Ultimately, Happiness rests upon identifying your genuine values. Is the value from having a huge amount of money in a mutual fund, which your Excel sheets extrapolation has promised you? Is that how you're going to see value? Or are you going to see value in terms of this house where you've got your memories, a core memories with your family, created over a period of time? And that is a decision we all need to be able to make for ourselves. You will encounter numerous generic statements online from your parents, from your friends, and so on. The key is not to blindly accept them, but to comprehend their objectivity. Recognize that as you gain life experiences, your beliefs, mental models, and the way you think all will evolve. One clear takeaway for me is that home ownership offers a great sense of belonging and stability. When you own a home, you have the freedom to personalize your space, 
create a sanctuary that reflects your personality and establish roots within a community. The decision of buying a home depends on affording two main aspects. The down payment, which will be around 20-25% to of the total value of the house, and the subsequent loan EMIs. If you have this in place, then I encourage you to take the necessary steps towards homeownership. Research the house market in your area, explore financing options and calculate what you can comfortably afford. Understand that owning the home requires responsibility and commitment, but the rewards far outweigh the challenges. Start saving for a down payment, seek guidance from mortgage lenders and work towards securing a loan that suits your needs. The journey may have its obstacles, but with determination and well-informed approach, you can make the dream of homeownership a reality. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, help us take this message to a wider audience by sharing this. And don't forget to follow the show on your preferred podcast app. Thank you for joining me. I hope this perspective adds value in your life. This is Temperament by One Finance, produced by Wine Studio. And I'm your host, Ashish Chawla. Investment in securities market are subject to market risks. Read all related documents carefully before investing. The securities quoted are for illustration only and are not recommendatory.